Hello, everybody, and welcome to TRP After Dark. Uh, this week, I have Mike joining me. What's up, buddy? What's up, homie? What's up, Fred Durst? <laughs> you know it. You know it. Yeah, it's gonna, this is going to be a good one. We got some interesting kind of stuff teed up, but uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to let you take the lead here. You let you let me know when you want me to chime in, man. It's your thing tonight. All right, dope. So the topic of the night is the dearth of masculinity, meaning like dudes nowadays act like women and they don't understand why it doesn't work. In the words of OLTR, betas everywhere. Uh, we'll get more into the topic, but I understand that we have a caller right on the list. So Joe... Let uh oh my god, Shekelstein today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Perfect. Joe, let him in. Okay. Well, we'll get him on in a minute. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we can just start riffing. So the the difficulty is that um one of the big things we talk about on TRP is the concept of the alpha widow. So what I think is the characteristics of an alpha widow is that it's not that she meets one guy and she's ruined forever. It's that she, she fucks a bunch of guys and she waits and ultimately she creates a kind of Franken Chad in her mind where she takes all the positive qualities of all the men she's ever been with and assumes that that guy exists. How do you feel about that, Mike? Yeah, she assumes that one guy, it's even possible for one guy to do all of that. And I see this, oh, I see this so many times with um, friends of friends that are, uh, you know, my wife's friends of friends that are single or women that are at the gym in our social circles. And they're just uh, going through and immediately disqualifying guys for X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And, and I, I see this a lot in the sense that, what I see is the first negative behavior that she's seen in anyone else instantly is just discarded rather than working with someone's personality, working with someone's uh, humanity, really. Yeah. I mean, not taking a person at face value is a recipe for disaster because you're, you are subject to, you know, co-idealize them or alternatively just, you know, you can objectify them and it's not good brought up a really good point, which is co-idealization, which is when you create a fantasy, you impart it upon the other person, and then your belief in that fantasy is what carries the relationship through. I think that's why a lot of relationships only last a year. I think one of the reasons why I mentioned that is it, it's subject to, you said like uh, immediately, uh, you know, if, if something pops up, that's a red flag, this person gets discarded and they're instantly nixed, just eliminate, eliminated. And I think when you co-idealize somebody, that's much, much easier to do because it's such a fall when you realize that, like, oh, this person's not perfect. Yeah, this person's a human being. Oh, my God. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. All right, well, I, th I think we got our first. <laughs> I think we got our first call. Let's hold him in. <clears throat> What's up, Shekelstein? Hey, can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I was just basically, my question is. Bro, you sound like you're on the news. <laughs> in a good way i'd love to but um basically my question was like how to raise stable kids without marriage i didn't ask trp on this a while back um my biggest thing man is like you know not to get too explicit but like the chicks i see around here and like even plates i'm just like you know dating and dumping are just fucking garbage and like these chicks like i don't really want to get married in an environment like the united states and I had done that post and basically like I was considering like waiting to get married around like the 30 age. But then obviously, you know, I was thinking about even just never doing it. But like I still want to have kids. So like how would I raise um, those kids to be stabilized without like, you know, that motherly figure so I don't get like divorce raped and have my business taken from me and stuff like how, that. How old are you now? So right now I'm like 22. Okay. So you don't have a successful business. You like all these things are just mostly fantasies, right? So I do, I have a business right now that I'm like doing and we have like decently high income, but a lot of it's just going back into the business right now. So you're worried that you build this into a thing and then a girl takes it from you. Well, not even that, just the big thing is with just kind of like what, you know, Gay Louvoil uh, had mentioned, he was like just the society around America. And I see it like, you know, even going out and um, just, you know, even with a lot of these girls, they're just so damaged that 
and the way the laws are, like, I don't want to, you know, run into that divorce rape category. And I was thinking about, you know, I just had started to think about these things to plan ahead. And, uh, you know, I was thinking 30 was almost too short with the way everything with like the business and stuff was going, like it just takes so much time. Is your solution picking the right girl or somehow escaping the United States and finding a unicorn? No, I don't. Obviously the unicorns aren't real. So, um, my biggest thing would be able to, you know, like stay in the U S um, Gailu Boyle also talked about like, if you are considering marriage to like go to a country that doesn't have like cuck divorce laws, but then still you don't know how that country is going to be five to 10 years out. Right. So um, my solution was, you know, kind of just be in that area, just enjoy the fall kind of have, don't even consider having a kid until probably 40. And then at that point, like thinking of doing like a platonic plate that may be like heavily vetted as a strong motherly figure. And then she could be that motherly advisor without like, you know, actually legally being binded, if that makes sense. But I wanted to ask older guys. You, you know that, you know that platonic means you don't fuck, right? Oh, that I just used the wrong verbiage there, but yeah. Look, Mike, go ahead. I think you're getting caught up on the wrong question. You can raise stable kids outside of a marriage. It is possible. But yeah. here's the thing. The, the way that the premise of your question is, how do I eliminate all the downsides? That, that premise doesn't matter because not being married doesn't save you from having to pay child support if you have a kid, period. Right. Like, is it possible to get into a relationship with a, a you know long-term relationship with a woman that you have a great sexual connection you're you don't maybe you you know don't have a paper saying that you're married but you live together because that's easier to take care of your kids yeah you can do that but the minute things go wrong and she you know she walks out or whatever you're you're getting taken for child support man you just are period it's mm, good now okay and look man um Gilo and i are cro- close friends and I understand his nomadic capitalist views, but you can't take everything at literal value because most of what GLO writes is ironic. And I mean that in the sense that what he wants you to do is think for yourself. And most of what you've espoused is essentially (laughs) what his ironic position is. So you have to ask questions like, why would I take someone's ironic position at literal value? Okay. So I actually like this question. And the reason why is it goes to the whole vetting thing is how to raise stable kids. In my opinion, it's you know pick the right woman to be the mother of them, number one. And for that, you have to have standards and you have to have frame. And we'll get into the vetting piece a little bit later, but uh, written, I'd, I'd love your thoughts on how that ties into to vetting. Um, sure, so vetting is bullshit. And yeah. that seems like an extreme stance, but it's simply because the reason why vetting is bullshit and the reason why the topic of this show is the dearth of masculinity is because men literally nowadays create a list and if women don't conform to that list then they drop them if they can get them at all so what happens there is actually the same thing that happens to what we call the alpha widow which is somebody a woman who has a lot of sexual acts access because of her youth and her fertility who then creates a list and what i call amusingly a franken-chad of all the positive elements of men that she's dated in the past and men in the days of the internet having access to information do this too so it's not that the west is doomed regardless of your political beliefs what actually happens when you start to capitulate to that belief meaning to bow down to that belief is that you start creating a list for yourself and that is a dangerous proposition because it's not that you'll say no to your wife. We're not espousing the blue pill here. It's just that you may not ever give a chance to a girl who you could lead because it's always about leadership. Does that make sense? Chekelstein? Yeah, I think so. You know, with, um, with that perspective too, I mean, I did have like experience with like LTRs too before, obviously red pill was swallowed before that because I wanted to experiment with it. And, you know, you're talking about with like the leadership stuff, if they conform to your frame, then they can pretty much do anything really. But it's obviously you have to continually get better and maintain that frame and, you know, be very superior and stuff like that. But, um, 
Yeah. I so what 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 is what is it about your current situation geographically that makes you think it's not possible? I just just the way I've I guess one of the United without you know letting too much information, but um, I guess like the states that I'm located, they have very co weird cohabitation laws where it's like you know if you're cohabitating, basically um, they'll view that still in a rule of law is like kind of like a marriage and you still get 50% taken, you know, even if you weren't officially married or so you live in Canada. Uh, no. So like in my state, it's like 50, 50 divorce laws. So regardless whose fault it is, it's a no fault state. Oh, that's Um, called community property. Yeah. It's a, it's, he lives in a blue state. Like that's, he lives in a blue state. Yeah. You live in a community property state. Yeah. And so that's basically like the massive problem, but there's obviously a lot of growth in like this state that I'm in. Um, and you know, it's, it's going to be a great, you know, future area, but the problem is these laws are very anti, you know, men. Right. So, but we have to protect ourselves properly. Well, Look, I think, so go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I, I think protecting yourself, uh, it, written's talking, written's talking about the solution here. It's leadership. And when you go into a relationship with a woman, and I'm talking about marriage, like if you don't want to get married, fine. Uh, as a married guy, I don't, I don't necessarily. It's not the best deal for everybody. But if you do want to raise kids, I think that's the that is a valid reason to choose to get married. Now, if you go into it for the wrong reasons, um, meaning you're looking for, you know, somebody to be your mommy, that's it's not going to go very well. Or if you're looking for her to take the lead and you can sit back and just she's going to run the household, it's not going to work like that. So if you go into it with the right mindset and you're willing to lead and you're willing to create a strong frame for yourself and have another woman and your kids live in that frame, then I think that that's enough mitigation. At least it was for me. It is for a lot of guys because I don't I don't think you're going to you're not going to mitigate for the financial downside that you're looking to mitigate for. There's just no way to write off that risk in in my view you're gonna yeah, have to pay for those kids right. no matter what like i don't care yeah. you're not gonna i mean what else are you gonna do you're gonna go to change your name grow a mustache go to mexico like you could do that i guess but then you don't see your kids yeah and, my, and mike's had a really good point which is that fundamentally yes you are taking a big risk by going in on a family with a woman that's just how it is mm-hmm. and we're not supporting these laws it's, it's just the fundamental factor if that's what you want you need to invest yeah, no, I think, you know, that's an important point when you're talking about, you know, going in with like the leading and stuff. But I think my alternative perspective was more of, you know, how can I almost pretty much eliminate the entire downside? Obviously, like what I had highlighted, too, is like at that time I would have kids, I would be fully set up to the point where I could literally just spend like as much time if I wanted with them at like, you know, that 35 or 40 year old age. Right. Look, dude, hey, I hate to cut you off, but it sounds like you're running away from a broken relationship that never existed. I mean, wait, say that again? What? It sounds like you're running away from a broken relationship that never happened. I mean, I just, I don't know what that means. It means that you're fantasizing about a downfall that you've never lived. Yeah. Right. No, that's correct because it's something in the future that yeah, I you're, just want to ask perspective. He's saying you're creating you're creating a demon out of a hypothetical. And I think at that point it's it's largely unconstructive. So written already gave you the the solution here. If you want to mitigate for having kids and being in a in a long-term relationship and having a mom of your kids, whether or not you're married to her, I think the best mitigation is leadership and having an ironclad frame. Right. And and that's most that's going to be 85% of your problem solved right there. Uh, the financial ones won't go away. You're going to have to provide for your kids. And if you can't do that and aren't willing to do that, then don't have them. Um, and I think if you want to dig into it a little bit further than that, we probably should jump on Discord afterward. We can dig into your personal situation. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, no, I understand with like the framing and stuff, but I wanted to, I wasn't going to say like, you know, I'm not running away with the, with the financial aspect. Obviously there's a financial commitment there, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing was, you know, the imprint of what we're seeing with a lot of, you know, feminized women. I don't want that imprint on my kids. Look, Christine, it's, it's real simple. You control the boundaries and the rules of your relationship and your failure or your success in leading is going to dictate your relationship. So fantasizing about something going bad is really just anxiety and it's not helpful. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair. 
I mean, that's interesting to hear. I don't, I, I'm, I'm more of a planner type just to kind of think about these things in the future. Cause I was just reading a bunch of, you know, other perspectives, but yeah, no, I think that's, you know, but if you're, if you put, put simply, if your planning is really negative, you'll probably never try. In my personal situation, I don't think that's necessarily the point, but I don't want to split hairs. You know what I mean? Go ahead and split hairs. What's up? I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't think I would have a negative outlook. I think I have like, even with it, I'll definitely entertain. And, you know, if there's, you know, an individual that, you know, obviously there's no unicorns, right. But if there's an individual. Unicorns are made, not found. Mm -hmm. Right. He's right. It's easier to lead and, and, you know, try and put a little training into it. Right. Right. So like, what are you, what are you so afraid of? What are you afraid of? You afraid of your money? Uh, just the biggest thing, there was multiple factors. Like the biggest fears I had was first of all, like losing the 50%, right. And then just like literally, you know, having a drastic change. But, but you're 22. What's your, what's your net worth? Net worth is probably like 250,000 right now. Okay. So like, what are you afraid of? I was going to expand upon that. So what I was going to expand upon was, you know, like the next thing was, um, you know, obviously we would set the um, frame in the relationship and everything like that. But the imprints on like the kids, even though like I want a very specific imprint on my kids, even though, yes, you would set the frame, like what you're talking about before, 85% of it is the frame and the leadership. And I 100% agree with that. But the other thing I was saying is like, you know, even for example, at that point where I'm completely set up, you know, there's going to be societal pressures that if I'm not around my kids 100%, which is going to be um, um, if I, you know, no one is ever 100% around, you know, their kids, right? But I don't want something like that to cause problems. And then like you have, you know, kids that are kind of messed up, stuff like that. But I just wanted to hear from the perspective of older guys. Okay, that, that's fine. But it sounds like you have control issues. And I'm not saying that in the psychological, like belittling sense, it seems like you want to, because you are the analytical, the planner type, it seems like when volatility, AKA risk, AKA unknown factors that change regardless of your input, that seems to give you a lot of anxiety. Am I wrong? I wouldn't say it really gives me anxiety, but it just give, it would give me like a concern, you know, that's something obviously we can't control hundred percent of our situation, but mitigating that as as small as possible but would you understand that if there are things you can't mitigate and you still focus on them then it creates anxiety uh i haven't heard of that but yeah that's that's interesting here's one of the lessons i learned a long time ago outcome independence doesn't just mean like oh i don't i don't care uh, which of these outcomes happen outcome independence also means I don't know what's going to happen and I'm okay knowing that I will be able to handle it regardless of what happens. Right. Yeah. I would say something else, but Mike completely nailed it. Outcome independence is not about complete control of the situation and like doing the perfect min max video game, Japanese RPG. I've nailed it. I have the perfect weapon shit. It's really that ultimately if, if you expect things to go your way all the time, you will live a life of uncertainty. It's react. Reaction is really the name of the game and it sucks, but it's true. Yeah. yeah and I mean, and look, I, uh, the world is not pleasant, Phil, right? right? Like you're not going to craft the perfect marriage. Marriage is a contact sport. Like take it from a guy who's married. I, I've been married five years. This is my second marriage. And the first one didn't work out because I was a huge pussy. So, uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the expert. What I'm saying is this stuff can go bad if you don't work it properly. Um, so I think you have probably uh, maybe a, the wrong view of what's possible in a marriage. It's certainly possible to do it correctly. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think you're, you're maybe wrong to completely just say, oh, I don't, I don't want this or I don't want that. Because look, you're, you're going to end up dealing with these problems no matter what in some way, shape or form. Yeah, and Mike's not saying your kids are going to become trannies. It's just that, <laughs> it's just ultimate, ultimately, like yeah. you, you are the relative master of your domain. But regardless of societal influence, you're going to have to deal with some shit. It's just period. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, if you oh, if you sense. if you pick a woman that is clearly outside your values, then that's on you, yeah, right? Like if you if you know her well enough and can make a reasonable judgment as to this person's character is not worthy of raising my kids, and you wife her up just because you you know blasted a nut in her, though that's on you, man. Yeah, no, I hundred percent, obviously. Um, okay, yeah, no, that's just interesting to hear from like you know kind of like the married guy's perspective or you know, what you guys were talking about. Cause I was just, you know, I've just been reading some other books that were recommended just like kind of more of the bachelor pad lifestyle and like raising stuff like that. But I wanted to hear mm-hmm. your guys' input on it. So my, my yeah. closing statement, Shekelstein is that like, look, there is bad out there and you should be aware of it, but don't right. think it infects everything. Hmm. Yeah, you man. have a lot, you have a lot more control over your personal relationships than you realize. Right. The thing is just having the tools in your toolbox and the stuff that we're covering, man, the, just having those tools in your toolbox is going to solve. That's half your problem solved already if you really internalize those and, and try and you know move through life to go get what you want. Think about all the retards who don't know anything that you know. Yeah, yeah. Those are the guys with the poor marriages that their kids are going to end up with, you know, purple hair and, you know. <laughs> they don't even have that. sex, bro. They don't yeah. even have sex. Yeah. Oh, it's true. I've seen it with other kids my age too, man. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, so don't, don't be afraid of it, man. So don't do that. Don't do what those guys do. But yeah, I, we I think we gave you some things to think about and some at least cool. some advice. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No worries, Keep man. Looking into it. Appreciate it too, man. Good question. Yeah. Take care, guys. It really All was right, a Joe. good question. It was. A, it was a good one, man. All right, Joe. Throw Avenger Seven in. Let's go. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I'm just going to talk. Uh, so mm-hmm. what? Right, right before we got that wonderful question, thank you, Shekelstein, today, despite your controversial name. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I have trouble with and one of the th- main things I deal with STRP, it's like 90% of questions used to be answered by, this wouldn't be a problem if you'd had multiple sexual relationships with multiple women. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more complicated than that now, which is that these guys read so much and do so little. Hmm. So when they go out, um, they, they encounter people and ultimately, you know, their bitch personality makes them complain when girls don't, don't conform to their list rather than just living and reacting. I had a call with one of the guys from the discord this weekend who has been married for a long time, has two kids and he described it as he is living his own personal hell because he, he can't extricate himself right now the way that he wants to from all the decisions he made in the past. Right? Cause you can't just hit the eject button on your divorce. It just doesn't work like that. Sadly. Uh, some, you know, there are some logistics involved and he said exactly what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. And I is, get I, it. What? I've got Go so ahead. much, I've read so much and it's all swimming around in my head and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the paradox of female happiness ultimately comes down to the fact that when you give when you give people an infinite freedom of choice and too much information, they don't know which direction to pick. And that's tough. It's really tough. The hardest question you can answer is, what do I want to do with my life? Big time. Hey, Avenger 7, you hear us? What's up? Uh, yeah, I hear you guys. You guys hear me? Mm-hmm. What's up? Hey, yo, guys, yo, you two, you guys are incredible. Like, you guys are brilliant. Learn so much from you two. And DTC too, but he's not around. He will appreciate that very much that you said that. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. will. He will. He will. Uh, I'll play that. I'll play that clip back to him just so that he can jerk off to it later. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I have a question. It's not so much Red Pill, but like, you guys are older. You're more accomplished. Like, with me, like, I'm 27 and like, you know, things are going great in my life. I'm fortunate. Like, do you guys have the same zest for life? as you did in your young years now? And if so, like, what is it that makes you like super excited to wake up in the morning? What makes you just like want to crush it in life? And like, do you still have that same fire? And what brings you that joy? God, this uh, guy dude. just wanted to get on and dunk on the older guys, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, the first, the first answer is hell yeah. And the second answer yeah. is, look, man, uh, you just get a lot more disciplined in your later years of life which doesn't mean that you lose any of the zest. It just means you understand the consequences of bad actions. Whereas in, in your, in your early twenties, especially you're just doing whatever the fuck you want and you don't have to deal with anyone else's opinions. 
And as you enter the professional sphere and you deepen your personal relationships, whether they be romantic or with men, with women, like in the workplace, whatever, you just understand that actions have a lot more consequences. Like people give you a lot fewer passes as you get older, simply because they are tired of people's bullshit. That's my take. <laughs> but what about you, Mike? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, I, I thought about the things I wanted for a long time. Um, since I was 18, I wanted a family and now I have one and I have a, a baby boy who's going to be doing in March. And that is quite literally 18 years of my life, uh, gunning for that as a goal. And I think when you, when you have things like that in mind and you have a real strong vision, I think we don't talk about vision nearly enough in TRP. Um, meaning you've got a clear idea of what you want your life to look like. Uh, and again, I was, I'd say this a lot, but I was talking to one of the guys on the discord this, this past weekend, different guy. And, uh, he said, you know, Mike, how do you do this? How do you actually do go get to do the dope stuff that you get to do? Um, cause trust me, I, I do plenty of fun stuff. Uh, one of the things that I, I did a long time ago is I started looking at every little aspect of my life and saying, is that what I want? right? Like the underwear in your underwear drawer, is that the underwear that you want to be wearing every day? That type of stuff. And imagine that you can get to the point where you put on your clothes in the morning, you go like, this feels good. This feels right. Or you wake up in the house that you want to be in or the apartment that you want to be in. And it's it's designed exactly the way that you want it, because it's all purposeful and intentional. And the the job that you have is the work that you want to be doing. Now you have problems that come up and sometimes things are a grind. And I get that. You know, no relationship is perfect, no job is perfect, no life is perfect. But imagine if more times than not, you woke up and you could just do the things that you want to do and go, my life is dope and I do dope shit. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that, that's, sick. that's what I've been working toward for a long time. And when you go to the gym and you see these guys that are jacked and they're 50 years old, they're 55 years old, they're still putting in that work. You know, don't underestimate the power of consistency and lifting weights for 30 years. So when you see that guy that's out on a boat or doing, you know, crazy stuff, you know, with all kinds of money, all that, got a great career, vice president, CEO, whatever it is, don't underestimate the power of having a strong vision and consistency. Because sure, that, sure. It, I mean, that stuff is I really, I have a, I have a fun imagination. I could imagine a lot of fun stuff. Uh, and, and if I can put a clear vision on my head and work toward that stuff, I mean, most of the time, I can make it I can make it work. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah, that was just a quick question I want to ask. But like, yo, guys, keep up the great work because people this is the stuff you do is like really resonating with. And I think it's reaching out to a lot more people than you think. So just keep it up. Yeah, man. Hey, Thank look, you. Avenger, don't don't bail on us just yet. Let, let me ask you a simple question. Hey, no which problem. is normally with the younger guys, you because you asked a very good question. Normally with the younger guys, I say pick a direction and go. Uh you seem to ask a question, how do you stay interested in that direction? What's, what's your direction and, and what are you, what are you working with right now? Like, what do you want? What are you struggling with? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I think like a lot of the struggle stuff, like I, I kind of got a lot of that out the way right now, just me just grinding and, you know, just kind of working my ass off. And right now, like, uh, I, like I like to freelance, right? So I'm just, you know, just on my crap. And I was fortunate enough this year to like make some good money, like investing in like crypto in you know, the crypto space, but I've really been in monk mode. Like, you know, I've just tuned out the girls. I said, man, like, I'll do this shit. Like, you know, like, girls, they don't go anywhere. You know what I mean? If you're 35, 45, if you still got your shit together, they'll still be around. So I'm like, man, let me not, like, waste my time, like, trying to just chase a bunch of thoughts around. Let me just be on my grind and take care of business. And I just moved out of my parents' place, and life's, life is good, man. Just keep working hard, man. Well, I love to tell you this. As opposed to, I hate to tell you this, but it sounds like you got your head screwed on straight. Good job, buddy. Oh, uh, thanks. Well, no, nah, it, it took a lot of blunders and screw ups for me to get here, but yeah, man, I'm just um, keep my nose to the. You know what I mean, just grinding. Same here, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, peace out, guys. Later, peace, bro. bro. Oh, we're getting great questions tonight, Mike. Man, if I if I like the external validation as much as DTC does, I'd be riding high on that right now. <laughs> DTC, I love you, but because you're not here, I'm absolutely going to, absolutely going to harp on that. <laughs> All right. Zode, I know that avatar. What's up, bro? Oh man. Guys, what's going on? What's up, Zode? So, uh, I had a question. I 
guess kind of for the benefit of the class, uh, what is the significance of hearing a girl say, I love you? And is there a general rule of how seriously love should be considered or valued? Depends on the girl. Okay. Yeah. What does love mean to you? What is love? Baby, don't, Baby, hurt, don't hurt me. me. <laughs> don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> Usually, whenever I hear a question that's that vague, there's some uh, sort of under there's some sort of underlying question underneath it. So, like, just yeah, confess. Do me a favor. Pull, fold up the piece of paper that you read that off of and just tell us what your real question is about love, Zode. The age okay. also matters. If if it's if 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 an eight if you're 16 and a girl's 16 and she tells you she loves you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, that's that's a funsy. Neither of but, you. But like if, if you're if you're 30 and the girl's 30 and you're somehow in that situation and she tells you she loves you, she's probably really invested like a lot in you. Mm -hmm. So like, what's up? What's the real question? That is the real question, man. I mean, uh, I'm just turning over a past relationship of mine where. We said each, uh, you know, we loved each other fairly quickly, and you know, quickly on, I was making more sacrifices or doing more things than I would have previously expected because I, I believed. So it. what? So what you're asking is, how much should I invest in I love you? Hmm. Okay. I think if I love you changes your entire frame and the way that you make decisions around somebody, then you are doing yourself a disservice by subscribing to that idea of love. Okay. Because to me, love is just a feeling that. and relationships are just sharing your life with somebody. Like I have friends in my life who I say, like written, for example, I love that guy. I love this guy, man, in a big, big way. He's a good friend and I really appreciate him. But that doesn't take anything away from my life to say that, right? I'm not going to change my whole frame and my decision-making structure and how I interact with him and how I communicate with him in saying that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I see that. Just just because Mike loves me doesn't mean he's still driving the 08 Silver Altima with a uh, plastic <laughs> rim. He's big money Mike, bro. He's over that. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So so all the significance that people place around this word, it's, it's something that I'm kind of letting get to myself. You can place your own okay. meaning on it. Because if, okay. you, if, if what you're telling me is true, when you say I love you to a woman, that to... to to, if I'm Zode, that means I love you. I'm going to make all kind of bad decisions, bad decisions for me and bad decisions for both of us in a relationship because I love you. And I'm not going to actually put any thought and care into, hey, does this help us get to a better place in connecting with each other just at a base level? I think that's silly to do that. I think that's a silly idea of love for you or for anyone. Okay. Does that make sense? Somewhat, I'll have to, you know, think about it a little bit more. I th no, I think... fuck that, fuck that. Respond <laughs> no. to it. Yeah, fuck Respond. that. Respond what it, what does love Respond mean to, to you, it man? right now? <laughs> oh man, what does love mean to me? I mean, it's it's a deep care. It's like a willingness to sacrifice for another person. Okay, or maybe ask, my let me, definition. Let me, let, let me ask you a much simpler question. How have you okay. fucked up to those words in the past? How have I fucked up to those words in the past? Yeah. Look, man, I, I've said those words to people and then gone on and, and done more than I should have for them or sacrificed too much. Vague gay bullshit. Be specific. <laughs> I'm not sure what you guys want to hear. Specifically, I don't, know, I, don't, like, I don't know why you would care about what I want to hear. We're asking you questions to speak mm -hmm. about your life. Okay. He wants to tell I us what we want to hear because that's no. what he does in relationships when he says, I love you. He does what they want, and he tells them what they want to hear. Or he does what he thinks that they want, and he tells them what he thinks that they want to hear. Correct or incorrect? That's correct. Yeah. And where has it gotten you? Happy or unhappy with that? Not happy. Okay. So why would you change your whole idea of what you do, how you communicate, with somebody just because you love them. Mind you, if somebody's telling you they love you, presumably, if they're saying that, they love who you are and they don't want you to change who you are. Or at least they shouldn't. Sure, that makes sense. Okay, so why would you? 
I mean, that's a good question. Why have why you have, have you considered have you considered that other people's feelings are only relative, meaning they they don't really matter unless they matter to you? I I could definitely see that. For for me, you know, maybe I, I take other people's feelings into account more than I should. How 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 bad is it? How bad is it? How bad is it? Yeah, how bad is it? Do you just hear it and you're like, oh my god, I'm obligated now? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's why you ask the question, bro. Yeah. Yeah, if I hear it, then, I, then then you I, feel you know I, I empathize. I I don't want this person to be kind of left in the lurch if if that's said prematurely or something. Yeah, but what if they so, what if they imagine something in their head and you don't agree with it at all? Who cares about their imagination? Right. It's it's just it's not real. It's a conjecture. Yeah, it, you know we love to harp about consent in 2020 and the years prior, but like it's real. Mm -hmm. If you don't consent, it's fine to just say no thanks. Okay, I get that. So what I mean, are you gonna do with it. what are you gonna do with this knowledge? What am I gonna do with it? I, I'll think twice about you know saying I love you again. That's for sure. Yeah, I think look, you can't look. This is some Instagram bullshit that you can you can quote me on, but I don't think you really have a good idea of what love is for yourself. And so, how could you say I love you to somebody else and have that be meaningful? As the natural dark triad component of this conversation, because I love having Mike on after dark, why not just lie to them and make your life easier? <laughs> I mean, oh, I, mean man. I mean, it is an option. <laughs> right. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. If yeah. if they want to if they want to believe that and they consent to believing that, and you don't want a part of that, why not just lie to them and make your life easier? Then how can you live with living at, you know in a, a life out of integrity? Like, if, how can you maintain that lie? At, and not pay, uh, you know, to borrow a term from you, soul dollars for it. Why would why would you take someone else's fantasy seriously? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm kind of stupefied by the question. Like this, you know, these other people are are thinking, feeling beings. Should they not right. be I'm, taken imagine, seriously? Imagine, imagine a girl wakes up and you cheated on her in a dream, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Ah. And look, man. Nothing else has to change other than you saying it. Okay. I see which, where you're coming from or what you're getting at with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have, like men have a very funny sense of morality because we believe in honor and mm. that's a mostly male trait. I'm not saying women can't be honorable, but it's rare. But like, look, man, like what would, what would change by you saying it? I mean, I guess only what I choose to change would change. Oh, here's, now you're starting to get it. Sorry, Mike, yeah, here, go ahead. No, no, no. Here, though, is such a good point. Here's the crazy part. Because, like, Zode, you're you're this honorable, empathetic guy, right? I get that. I, and, you know, <laughs> I, you're probably closer to me on this side of the equation than written. And that's fine. You're not a psychopath, and I love you for that. But you have the right to change your mind. So what if you tell somebody you love them, and then, oh, my God, what if they do something, and then you don't love them anymore? You have the right to change your mind. How crazy is that? Or you have the right to change your feelings. Right? Yeah. It's like it's what we talk it's the opposite of what we talk about. When women say something to you, put the, put right now at the end of it. I love you. And think to yourself right now. Dot 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 right now. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely heard that one before. Okay. Oh, but do you believe it? Apparently yeah. not. No. Yeah. <laughs> because for you, it for you that is a binding contract. Apparently, yeah. I mean, that has know, all kinds I, of strings I, attached. I've made those words mean Yeah, yeah, right. Those are magic words. It's a Maybe in more than one people's lives, but it's probably yeah, a magic. It's probably a magic word because you didn't hear that enough. So think think on that for a bit. But yeah, look, I'll think on that. Logistically, I mean, yeah, it. Uh, they're just words. They don't mean anything.
Okay. All right. Let's get, get the that. let's get Lucius, let's get Lucius Rex in here. All right, All right. Zode. Thanks, I guys. love you. Thank you for the question. Sure. I'll see you around. Lucius <laughs> Rex, what's up, homie? <laughs> what is up? What's up, guys? Oh my god, How's it I going? Love this. Yeah, that's that's he's he's a poor guy. This this Amber Heard girl is fucking crazy. Let's go. What's going on, guys? How are you? Fucking fantastic. Just as good as ever, man. What's up? Honestly, what's your sorry, just got. I gotta throw it out. By the way, David Duchovny is awesome. Um, so I agree. So here's here's the thing. Um, and this actually, it's written. This is more for you, our Mike. Obviously, chime in. Um, yeah, Mike, but, you're a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have permission. Um, I know. I know when to shut the fuck up. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was actually, I think, either the day of or uh, the next day after I joined the Discord. Um, we were talking about vetting, um, and you said some interesting things that I hadn't thought about before. Um, and you know, in like day one when people join TRP, you know, one of the new paradigms they're sort of introduced to is, you know, like, hey. Uh, you should vet girls yourself. And then people are like, what's that? And it's like, well, like, look for these good qualities, you know, and for a lot of guys, that's a new way of thinking for them. Um, but it's pretty, pretty heavily, you know, told to them. Um, you said a couple things like a list is bad for vetting. It creates a preconceived notion of, you know, for her to respond to um, about female sexuality is responsive. And so is their attachment style, which makes sense, by the way, that was really interesting. Um, and that she's going to follow your lead and that, you know, that lead de changes depending on the man. Um, but you said basing your beliefs about who she is in on her responsiveness isn't a good idea because it's just an indicator of attraction and not the whole story because it could be a ruse. So that was, you know, that's, that's a bit of a, a mind boggle there, but it's really good. So I guess my, my question more or less is like, I don't think it's a list is bad, but were you saying having a list during vetting is bad because it's just bad? Or you're saying having a list is bad if you say it out loud to her because saying it out loud, you know, sort of gives her tools to mold herself to whatever idea she thinks you want her to be. It's the latter because the reason, the main reason why vetting is bullshit is because women are responsive creatures and they will respond to whatever, especially if you tell them overtly, they'll be like, okay, if I just do this, it'll be fine. Um, when, when you become obsessed with your list, you stop living your life. Right. 100%. And, and I mean that not in the meme sense or in the catchphrase sense, but simply because if you go out looking for a girl to be your girlfriend and you have a list of things that you want in a girlfriend, Women's sexuality is of the nature to conform to that. And I call, this, I call this job interview mode. And I call it job interview mode because when you're 22 and you're going out and you're looking for jobs, you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm detail-oriented. I know I'm, I'm good. Like, I'll do anything you tell me. That is essentially the situation that you put a girl in. So, of course, she's going to seem like she's going to do all those things. So you fuck yourself in that regard, but more importantly, you fuck yourself in the sense that you stop being yourself. And I mean that in the sense that just be yourself is great advice for 5% of guys <laughs> because only 5% of guys can be themselves. Right. It, it stops you from growing and leading and being an interesting person. And it makes you try to control a woman. And that is a senseless exercise. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's when I was thinking about this earlier, it was very much like almost like the Franken Chad thing you were saying for girls. It's like these guys have lists now. And, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this, you know, guys who have lists, they're going to be thinking too rigidly about these qualities that they're screening girls for. And they may just, you know, completely next a girl who may have otherwise been like a, you know, have some good chemistry with their. Uh, yeah, you're playing you're playing the game like a bitch, so you get treated like a bitch. But just I'm just curious because this is like, you know, I'm 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 open to new th Mike, did you have something? Lucius, just tell us what your fucking list is, dude. Jesus Christ. Dude, I honestly, dude, I got to be honest. I I I'm still I have not expanded beyond like the basic like ones that I was sort of introduced to, you know, like how does she treat uh, you know, what's her relationship with her father or the men in her life? You know, who who does she have in her life? Does she 
Does she go out drinking? You know, like like important ones. Like, does she have good self control with like money? Uh, is she an obnoxious eater? Is she fat? You know, like like these the the basic things are really what I've been sticking to, and I'm cool with just like a girl being who she is. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me let me just let me dial it back like a hundred steps. What yeah, if she's what if she's attractive and she doesn't annoy you? Well, I mean that's that sounds good. Um, how many problems? How many problems do you have at that point? Well, <laughs> what if she doesn't annoy me? <laughs> if she's attractive and she doesn't piss you off, how many problems do you have at that point? Uh, well, I, I mean. At that point, do you, do you have any problems if she's attractive and she doesn't annoy you and she fucks you? At that second, no. But I mean, later on, there could be something. You know, we could be in the middle of sex and some shit happens. You know, but you know, so that's why I, I like to screen a little bit. But I get your point. What is it with these guys and hypotheticals lately? I I don't understand it. So let me ask you this: Do okay. you know what you want out of your relationships? Not entirely, but I think I'm I'm getting there, man. I have because I've gone through a couple bad ones over the past couple years that I like really like BPD to BPD then to like sure. one who I didn't who I thought had a lot of green flags but it was just me being fucking retarded and not seeing that they were all red flags. Look, man, my, Mike and I's then, point. Yeah. We're making the same point in very different ways, which yeah, is no, it's, it's, it's it's not to take the first thing that comes along. It's that it's your job to lead. Right, of course. Period. So yeah. if she's attractive and she doesn't piss you off, can you do you believe in yourself to work with it from there? Oh, definitely. This is this is all in regards to a girl who I'm talking to who's been she How af how afraid of getting hurt are you? Not particularly. I mean, I went into this with the mindset that like, hey, dude, even if she wasn't here, at the moment she's actually my only option, but even if she wasn't here, I'm I fine. hear a lot of she's out of your mouth, which leads me to believe that you are not being truthful with me. I'm being as truthful as I think I'll ever be because even if she wasn't here, dude, this girl, uh, like I'm fine. I got other shit going on and I'm you're trying still to do talking about that one. Do you realize you're still talking about that one girl? Mm -hmm. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't convince you, but you know, we're not trying to shit on you. It's just, no, you I keep that. saying she, 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 she. And I'm mm -hmm. saying like, if she's attractive and she doesn't annoy you and you believe in your capacity to lead, and women's sexuality and their personality is responsive. Like, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess nothing, really. Here's the framework you don't have, and I wrote this in the, the private chat. You need a system, right? You need three tips. Let me give them to you right I, I now. Right now yeah. Number one, you need to, to decide what you do and do not want out of your relationships. Number two, you need to decide what you will and will not tolerate from people and what you might be flexible on. Those are hard and soft limits, meaning you need to understand what your needs and wants are. And somebody taught me that needs are non-negotiable. Right. Number three, remain congruent to those and enforce your boundaries. And if you do those three things, and if what written said is true, if she's attractive and she doesn't annoy you, and you run those three things right there that I just talked about, you have 95% of problems solved. Yeah. And the, and the other ones you'll be able to figure out because relationships again, are a contact sport and you got to get in there and solve problems. So like, I'll give you an example. OLTR is not good with money. She loves online shopping because that's what her parents enforced in her. She, they, they gave her gifts to make up for their shitty parenting. But you know why I can deal, you know why I can deal with that? Because I'm a leader and it's not that hard because like her money is her money and my money is my money and I'm fine spending it on her. But at the same time, if I ever take this to the next level, I'm perfectly capable of saying, hey, you know, the Amazon account, it ain't yours. I guess, you know what, you guys asked me what I'm afraid of. I guess what I'm afraid of is almost coming off like a fraud. And I'll tell you why, because the 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 leading thing that I've I've had jobs where, you know, I'm, I'm I've been a supervisor and a manager where like I'm leading 30 people. And like, that's not an issue, but it's interesting when it comes to girls, because that was a new paradigm for me. That was a new thing for me. So my last girlfriend, every, every minute was me leading as best I could. And like inside it was like, it was like half, like, what the fuck am I doing? But I, I think I did all right. And so every now and then though, it's still like, you know, this girl's, she's challenging and she's witty to me. And so it's like, it's a, it's the hardest challenge I've had. So this leading thing sometimes creeps up on me in my head. I'm like, shit, like I'm being like, this is bad. Like I'm doing really shitty. 
So I guess that's that might be the only thing that I'm afraid of, I think, is that is that my leading capabilities in regards to women are not as good as I want them to be yet. So Lucius Rex, do you think that women aren't people? Like, do you think they're special? I mean, they, they take nasty ass shits too. So, you know, they're, we're all the same here. Look, you can say all the bullshit phrases you want, but like really deep down, do you think that they're special? Do you think they're not people? Do you elevate them on some kind of pedestal? No. Why would you be asking? Why would you be asking this question if if you can lead a team of thirty people and you have trouble managing one bitch? Like, are you serious with me right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, perhaps there's some cognitive disson dissonance there that I'm not grasping. But um, look, deny it's comfortable in denial, right? And I get that. And maybe you, maybe this is something you haven't dug deep in on yet. Let me give you. A, let me let me just go off here for a second on this. I had, I used to have huskies, right? And anybody that has huskies, you know for a fact that they want to get out of the boundaries they will find every single hole in the fence that's there and they'll run to the next county and you gotta chase them anybody who's had huskies knows that women are the same way and i think what you're afraid of i think what you're afraid of really is getting exposed getting exposed for your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities and wow that's actually that's kind of accurate okay, then, okay. Let me, then let me help you with an idea here because the extent to which you're able to connect somebody, to the the depth of a relationship with a person is how willing you you are to be vulnerable. And if you're not going to be vulnerable, and if you're worried about every hole in the fence, and you never let them out to run in the yard, or you never actually go patch up that fence and work on things and say like, look, look, this is a boundary. You can't get out. I've built this system. But guess what? Eventually, there's going to come a day when they get out, and you hope you can find them again. You hope somebody picks them up and calls the number on their collar, because that's a possibility. That's a real possibility they could run off, and you got to understand that. So, so okay, so because I know you know we've been going on for a bit, so I'll make this really short so you guys can keep going. Um, as far as vulnerability, you're not saying obviously you're not saying like you know pour out your fucking heart and shit, um, and you know say I love you first and breaking, you know, Tomasi's not, iron rules and shit like that. I'm not that, saying but... to be a pussy. Jesus, yes. no. Okay. No. <laughs> make, make, your, make your girl, get your girl to a state where she doesn't oh. want a new owner. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because being vulnerable is being comfortable with showing somebody who you are. And knowing with, uh, we talked about outcome independence and independence early on in this episode, knowing that, hey, I don't know what the outcome is going to be but I know I'm going to be able to handle it, like regardless of how this goes down. Right. Okay. All right, and fellas. do and do that strategically, by the way. If you if you don't know how to, you know, shut the fuck up and not say stuff that makes you look unattractive, then by all means keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but I, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, like you're right. Yeah. Guys that default to open and honest communication, if they have the wrong programming, if they're if they're just living in a blue pill world, they say unattractive shit all the time without even thinking. Don't yeah, do that. Just, just being yourself when you're that dude, huge mistake. But yeah. but you know, Mike and I are essentially making the same point, which is re like what you're really afraid of is having to actually do that thing. You think that ultimately, it's not just that women are special. It's that for you, what you're conveying to me is you want a made woman. And all that means is you've got a bitch trained by another guy. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, so then shut the fuck up and keep doing the work is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, more importantly, train. If, if you want a girl who's going to have the behavior you want, it's up to you to train her. Yeah. So it's three things I outlined to you. All right. I'm gonna copy that shit down. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Thank you guys. Of course, homie. Thank you. I'll Anytime, see you. Ooh, we dug into some stuff tonight, man. Holy mackerel. Hell yeah. Holy shit. We got five minutes left. Jesus, that went by fast. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what, man? I think the issue is that these guys premeditate instead of introspect. I think so. They are so focused on coming it, it, and I call this the video game problem because obviously it affects a lot of our younger guys, but quite frankly, it's a generational problem. They want to have the strategy guide and that's not how life works. I wish it was, but sadly. Yeah. Not. Like mistakes are okay. 
And it doesn't mean that you go out there and you confess your life to a, to a girl, but it's, it's just a simple fact that, you know, you can read everything we've written and it'll help, but you have to fucking do it. You have to put it into practice. And ultimately I, I, I think the biggest cornerstone that comes down with these guys is that they, they want a made girl and that's you make them. Let's talk about this for a second. These are the guys that maybe have not gotten out of their friend zone and they collect these traits of what they think will be ideal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've heard green flags more than once tonight, which leads me to believe that there are, as I mentioned earlier, these, it's like the negative alpha widow. It's the negative picture, you know, like a negative photograph. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the reverse where, uh, they want the perfect girl, but they're not willing to put in any of the work. Yeah, I think so. Or they, or they presume that that perfect girl exists, meaning like all of the positive qualities of every woman that they've met there, that they're attracted to with none of the unattractive qualities. And that's not a human being. That's a sex robot. And we're not, the technology is not there guys. It's just not. The bang made has yet to be invented. It's not, it's not there. I mean, there's gonna, look, everybody that you come in contact with as a human being is going to annoy you at some point. Oh, oh, you just, you caught me onto it, which is like, if I'm just alpha enough, I'll never have to deal with anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like if exactly. I'm, if I'm super Chad 9,000, I just never, if I'm alpha pussy slayer 9,000, these bitches will just bow down at my feet and it oh never works that way. Never I, stopped, I stopped telling myself that lie a long time ago. If I could just do X, then I'd be happy and I wouldn't have anything to worry about. And you always have shit to be concerned with. It's you do. And the reality is you're dealing with another human being. You're dealing with volatility. So if you want to be in a long-term relationship, long-term being the key, sure. You can spin plates and never deal with any of this shit. It's real. That's a fact. If you want to have a series of three to seven week relationships, Sure, you never have to. You never have to punch into this territory. Yeah, but for most guys, that's a very shallow life and shallow way to be. Uh, yeah, and more importantly, I think that there are people who idolize that lifestyle, but actually never even really talk to girls. Mm -hmm. Like they create this list in their head, but they don't actually have experience with women. That's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. They create a list of. What you say is is girls that they've been friends with, but sometimes I genuinely believe that some of these guys, you know, maybe they've had a girlfriend, sure. and that might be gener that might be generous. Well, let's take the other side of the equation here and say all these guys that have had many women in their lives, and they've had many bad breakups, or they just run through women like like it's The Bachelor, right? Uh, and I don't fault them for doing that as a lifestyle choice, but honestly, guys, if if you're disqualifying every single woman. The problem's not them, it's you. Meaning just get a stronger frame, figure out what you do and don't want, and realize that, like, look, somebody's going to come along and they're not going to be perfect. That's just reality. Yeah, if if deep down you want an LTR, even if you're following the basics of TRP, which is she has to ask for the commitment, if you mm -hmm. want an LTR and she talks back to you and you're like, oh, nexted, you're a faggot. Yeah, big time. That's ego bullshit for sure. Oops, demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, though. Look, guys, yeah, we said, okay, well, let, then let's do this. We said this earlier on in the pre-show. You can't build a bitch. You cannot do it. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't work that way. You, do, you don't get to assemble the arm and the leg and the brain and the pussy and the blowjob skill. It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, sad to say, but it's not how it works. But hey, you know, if if you wanna if you wanna spin plates forever, by all means, never develop your interpersonal skills. I think we can leave it at that. I think that we've we've covered so much interesting stuff tonight. Um, do we want to let's plug the show for the next couple of weeks? What do we think? All right, let's do it. So um, DTC and I will be back. DTC and Ritten will be back next Sunday for your all new special edition. Just kidding, it's normal. Uh, RPU after dark, Mike. What you got for us? TRP after dark. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's Why all right. do I always do that? I don't know because you're you're obsessed with RPU. It's me. You're, you you can't get me out of I your want head. Your, I want your balls, bro. Welcome to my frame. So, <laughs> 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 so look, guys. 
first of all, I hate to I hate to be this guy, but like, comment, subscribe, do that, hit the notification bell. In reality, it does help the YouTube algorithm. Press the button. You gotta smash that just absolutely smash that motherfucking like button. Jackhammer that like button. Uh, but in all seriousness, jackhammer your disappointed girlfriend. Oof, got him. Head on over to the Discord. Uh, if anybody is on here wondering, like, wow, how can I get a reasonable answer to my stupid retarded question? Uh, <laughs> then come on, come on over to the Discord. We're we're gonna take your brain apart. Uh, written me, Joe, DTC, a uh, bunch of guys are on there, and we will absolutely bitch slap you with the advice that you need, that you the answers that you aren't looking for, that you actually need, but don't think you want. We will hit you with that knowledge. Uh, and then we'll we'll keep doing this thing every two every two Sundays. Uh, thanks for letting me kind of you know pinch hit for DTC. I really appreciate that, man. Hey, Mike. Thanks for joining. Thanks, man. Till next time. Yo. All right, Joe. Kick us off. <laughs>